Hi, I'm Samuel Luke and welcome to my podcast. I believe that the word of God has the power to transform and take God's people to the next level of glory. God's will and his power is wrapped up in his word. And when we understand how to operate the word, victory is certain. Amen. So I think, yeah, like I was saying, uh, last year we started from where we come from, our origin and where we are going. What is the end? What is the hope for our future? Where as, the, you know, we as the church, where we are heading. And I think that's, that's really important because if we don't know where we come from and we don't know where we are going, we're stuck in the middle, not knowing what we are doing. Right? If we don't know where we come from and we don't know where we're going, you're stuck in the middle not knowing what you are doing. And that's why the church is like, yeah, we, we got a bunch of activities. We're filling up gaps to fill up, you know, oh, I've got time. I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. But what's the point of all those things? If we don't know our origin, how will we preach the gospel in truth and in power if we don't know the essence of the gospel, you know, and I'm so glad that last year we touched on the relational gospel. I'm so glad we touched on, on understanding the totality of what Jesus did for us, right? And coming together and, and celebrating one another, loving one another, and then also having that hope for the future and believing that God has the best for us. Amen. There's no doom and gloom future for us. We are called to reign and Rule with Christ Jesus. Amen. So it was really, really nice to spend time. And, I, and one of the major themes that a lot of people spoke to me uh, when I went for that meeting, pastor's meeting last week was um, how to keep and continuing the focus on home fellowships. You know, keep coming back, keep coming back. So the structure with which we will be doing things is Sunday after Sunday, yes, sometimes we will hold services in the Knox Community Arts Center. You know, we will have our church services and we'll have the structures and everything going on. And we will use it mainly for teaching theology, teaching and preaching and encouraging people through the week and everything. You know, just to teach, just to come, just to once in a week fellowship and all that. And 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 then you know wednesdays of course we're going to use it for going deeper into the word and expose you know uh uh expository teachings on the word continuing that i think we'll just to keep doing that keep doing that and once we get a permanent place which pastor robin has been pushing for <laughs> and i've been telling him yes god's time just be patient god will give us a place uh, I love his faith. I love his vision. I love his ideas that he keeps sharing with me. But I just keep telling him, you know, wait for a while, wait for a while. I think he's getting impatient. But, uh, you know, because he's a man of action, you know, he likes to get things done. So I like that. I like this kind of thoughts. I like this, you know, I appreciate that, you know. I appreciate the way you think. I appreciate the way you plan. And I want that in my team. You know, I want that in my team, you know. But, um, of course, for me, you know me, I move by the spirit. So... I like action, but I need the, the right timing as well. So I'm not going to do something just because I got the resources. So I need that push. But at the same time, I'm going to be listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit 
to do things at the right time, right? Because if we don't do things at the right time, we may have the resources, but we might be rushing into something we're not ready for. So um, I think I told you last week, strategic, strategic positioning and wisdom, right? Strategic positioning and wisdom is what we're going to need this year. I think um, we are strategically positioned as a church and we just need to use wisdom to uh, take what God has called us to do. When God plans a church, when God calls a man or a woman and gives them a vision and starts a work, God has already planned and knows in his heart what are the territories they're going to be taking, what are the 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 projects that they're going to be doing what are the things that they're going to be doing in a particular area he already knows what we are uh, called to do he already knows what we are capable of he ain't going to call us and lead us into defeat he's going to call us and lead us into victory and that's the number one thing you have to have when god gives you a job you got to know that god has called you into victory in that job he has called you into victory. When God gives you something, He didn't give you something to lose. He didn't give you something because He wants to lead you into defeat. Never should you have that thought in your mind, what if something goes wrong? That is just a human brokenness responding to you know all of these things happening and we are reacting. But faith responds. Faith doesn't react. Faith looks back and looks at the Word of God and says, If God be for me, who can be against me? Amen. If God who has called me, God who has called me is faithful and he will do it all for me. He will bring it to pass. That's the number one thing. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. What does it mean without faith? It is impossible to please God because God only expects one thing and one thing from you. And that is to have faith in him, complete faith in him and keep your mouth shut when you don't when you're walking in doubt. Don't talk when you have doubts. Don't release words when you are in doubt. The best thing that you can do when you have doubt is keep your mouth shut. Turn to your neighbor and say, when you're in doubt, just shut up for a while. Just keep that big mouth shut. <laughs> Until you can say something negative or positive, don't open your mouth amen don't open your mouth until you have enough faith to say something positive it is better for you to keep your mouth shut than to say something out of your own mouth okay when the people of israel they said something say okay fine god said is this what you want fine you got it the people of israel they were, they were walking in defeat in the, you know they, god had called them for greatness they had called them for some amazing things but they kept murmuring they kept they kept releasing defeat and according to what they asked for and said it, it happened are you with me but every time every time they asked for water god provided water every time they asked for meat god provided meat every time they wanted something god was doing something for them but their murmuring and the negativity and all the faithlessness also attracted all of the calamities in their life. Amen. So we've got to be careful. So, so the best thing that you can do is keep your mouth shut when you walk in doubt. Okay. And, and tell yourself, yes, I have a lot of doubt in my heart right now. But this is not what, has, what I signed up for. This is not what God has called me to do. I am called for great things. I am called for bigger things. I am called for something bigger. I know I'm speaking in doubt right now. I'm being, you know, I'm being really silly right now. But you got to remind yourself, this is not who I am. 
At that moment, you want to believe that's who you are, but that's not who you are. At that moment, you want to believe that you are a horrible person sometimes, but that's not who you are. When you make mistakes, you want to believe that you have failed and you're in misery, but that's not who you are. Even when you go through the lowest points in your life, you are not a bad person. Even when you make those mistakes, you are not a mistake. Even when you go through all the difficult times in your life, you are not called for that. You got to believe that your belief system, what you believe about yourself, what God calls you, to, what God called you to be. You got to believe in that. The moment you give in to those lies, there are many voices that are there. Our own head will say something. Our own head will be like, no, this is not going to happen. This is not going to happen. And then the devil will come put a voice in your heart, thoughts in your heart. And you will begin to believe that about yourself. God will never say anything negative about you. Even the Holy Spirit doesn't convict you of sin. He convicts you of righteousness. If you are a believer, if you're born of God, born of the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit is going to convict you of righteousness. Amen. The Holy Spirit convicts the world of sin. The world, what does He convict them of? Sin meaning He's not going to walk up to a homosexual and say, Hey, you're a homosexual. The Holy Spirit is not going to rock up to a thief and say, you are a thief. What the Holy Spirit is going to convict them is of sin. What is sin? Separation. He's going to convict them that they are separated from reality. Hallelujah. What is going to convict them is there is a void in their hearts that can only be filled by the love of the Father. That's what the Holy Spirit convicts them of. You think the Holy Spirit is so jobless that he's going to person to person telling them what mistakes they made? No, that's not conviction. What conviction is, is, is that he's not going to convict them of how bad they are. He's going to convict them of what they're missing out on. Amen. Convict of sin. What is sin? Separation. Everybody says separation. He's going, to separ- he's, going to, he's going to convict the world. Hey guys, there is a love that you have not experienced yet. That is the love of God. And they all know it. All know it. The world knows it. They know deep down in their hearts that there is something missing. They all know deep down in their hearts there's something empty. They all know deep down in their hearts that there's a void in their soul, their spirit. Which is why they're seeking for different types of spirituality. They're looking for recreational drugs. They're looking out for, 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 for computers and internet and social media. All these things trying to fill a void in the human soul. But there's only one thing that can ever fill up that void. What is that? What we were created for. When God created us, when God, when, when God created Adam, he walked in that love relationship with him. And Adam walked in that relationship. The moment he sinned, what is sin? He chose the knowledge of good and evil. He didn't choose the knowledge of the Father. Epignosis, to walk in intimacy, to walk in knowing the Father. He separated himself. So the moment he separated, he knew that there was something missing. What was that? That love relationship. That, that brokenness, that emptiness of not knowing the father, he became an orphan. He became an orphan. So the orphan spirit, the slave spirit began to dominate human minds. And the human mind was dominated by the orphan and the slave mentality. So, but uh, some great kings in the past, they came and they were like, you know what? We don't need God. We don't need this. They tried to be strong. They tried to be, you know, uh, victorious. So they tried to build towers. They tried to build cities. They tried to build all these great things. Uh, Why do you think man builds the pyramids? 
Why do you think man builds all these great big sculptures in the past? Because they felt so small. They wanted to show their grandeur and they wanted to show their power and they wanted to show how big they were. So they built big structures even though they were fading away as little tiny puny human beings. Right? In the, in, in, in the, in the grand scheme of life, if you look at one human being, he's nothing. He's, he's, he's just like a dust. Right? But if he wants to make a mark in history, what do they do? They build grand pyramids. They build grand whatever to leave a mark. Everybody wants to leave a mark. Everybody wants to leave a legacy. They want to do that. So because of the emptiness of the human soul, they want to achieve these great things. And that's how cities were born. That's how great cities were born. They all came together and said, hey guys, we got to work together. They came together. They built cities. They had uh, uh, supplies and resources and they put resources together and they tried to become great. They tried to invade other people and show their greatness of how, oh, how great we are as human beings. But apart from God, they still lacked purpose and, 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 and a sense of direction in their lives. And that is why God calls Abraham and he says, leave that city. God, but these cities are supposed to show how great human beings are. God says, leave the city. And he says, go to a place, a land. I am showing you a city not built by the hands of, of man. Sometimes God will call you out of great institutions. God will call you out of all these big ideas and he'll say, go to a place that I'm calling you. And sometimes when God calls you into something, it may not make sense to you. When God asks you to quit something, you say, but everybody's been working for this. Why are you asking me to quit, oh Lord? Why are you asking me to step away from this, oh Lord? Why are you asking me to do something that everybody's asking and questioning me and saying, are you sure this is the right career path for you? But you know in your heart of hearts that God has called you to do something different. And you are like, and, you're, and sometimes even your parents asking you, please, what are you doing? Are you sure you're doing the right thing? I'm pretty sure Abraham's neighbor said, Hey, you mean to say you want to leave the greatest city in the world and go to a land where there's nothing? With trees? In Hebron? Where the great trees, the, you know, the tree is? What are you going to do there, man? We've got great buildings and cities. Why are you going to that tree in Hebron? Why are you going to that place in tents when you can live in a great city? Why you want to do something so temporary? Why don't you want these, all these grand things, man? Look at all these grand buildings. Look at all these grand things that we have. Why do you want to go away? But sometimes the, the, the vision that God has for you is far greater, far superior than what you can imagine. So God says, come out of that place. Do something different. You might have to go through some difficult times in your life, but God says, come out of that city. Because man in his own strength and idea has defined success. You got to be a certain way. You got to be a certain way. You got to earn a certain amount of money to be a success. No. Success is not defined by the type of car you have. Success is not defined by the amount of money you have in your account. Success is not defined by the designer clothes that you wear. Success is defined by doing what God has called and created and birthed you to do. And when a human being, when a person finds that, that purpose in God and finds out, God, this is what I'm called to do. You have called me into this and I will stick to it. You stick to it. 
with perseverance in your heart. You got to have resilience in your heart. You got to have that perseverance, that stubbornness that says God's way or no other way. You got to have that laser sharp focus and vision in your life. Do you know why laser cuts through metal? Laser cuts through metal because it's concentrated on one thing. There are different types of lights. This bulb will give lights to the whole room. You got to be that sometimes. But in certain areas of your life, you got to bring all collectively and focus like a sharp, sharp, that all that sharp laser, it focuses every energy, everything on one point. And when that one point goes and cuts, it cuts through the metal. When you have a shower in that rainwater thing, it's all nice and showery, right? It's, it's nice. It feels good. It serves its purpose. But that same water, when it goes through a shop, through a jet stream, that water can cut through metal. Why? Because it's focused on one thing and one thing only. In some areas of your life, you've got to be a rain, rain shower, you know. In some areas, you've got to be like a, like a light that gives light. But in some areas, you've like, you got to be like that jet stream that cuts through metal. You got to be like that, that laser beam that cuts through, sh- through metal. You got to have that sharp focus, especially when it comes to the things of God and what God has called you to do. You cannot be joking with your destiny. You cannot be, you cannot be playing around with what God has called you to do. And one thing, this one thing that no, 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 no. You got to find out, God, this is who called you to me. This is where you asked me to go. This is who you called me to marry. This is what I will do. Amen. People waste time doing this, this, this. Oh, dating this, dating that. Oh, this one, this one, this one. No, no, no. You're wasting too much time. That guy's wasting your time. That girl's wasting your time. Be with people who are, who are sure about what they want to do. When I met Pastor Twinkle, God told me even before I met her, if before I met her, God said, this is your wife. I said, that's it. Laser sharp focus. <laughs> that's it. I don't waste time anymore. I don't waste time anymore. I said, this one, this one. No, 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 no. Sharp. That's it. I'm set. I'm happy. I went to her, I said, she said, no, I, I don't, I'm not sure. I said, okay, that's okay. I got my eyes fixed. <laughs> I know what I'm supposed to do. Kept doing my ministry, kept doing what I was supposed to do. She said, no. I said, that's okay. God who has called me will also call you. <laughs> Samuel... Three Samuel one one. <laughs> Three Samuel sixteen. Yeah, I kept doing what I was supposed. To. I was laser sharp in the ministry. Kept doing it. I kept praying. I kept praying the way I prayed. I kept worshiping the way I worship. Kept reading and studying the way I worship. And God told me, just do what you're supposed to do, son. Just do. Just do. Just do. Just keep building. Kept building. Kept building. Kept building. Kept doing what I was supposed to do. Too much distractions. Too many friends who say different things. It time, it's time to drop certain friends. It's time to drop certain friends who don't build you up. I don't want, I don't want people in my life who are, affected, who are, who are coming in, 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 in the way of my destiny. Yes, I'm called to love. I'm called to be the light. 
I am called to be the light. I am called to love. But if you're going to mess with my laser sharp focus. Amen. Sometimes you've got to be tough. Sometimes you've got to build that strength. And when you walk towards that, sometimes people may not like to walk with you. Sometimes people may not like your lifestyle. Yes, we're supposed to walk in love. Yes, we're supposed to be the light. Yes, we're supposed to, you know, love everybody and accept it. Yeah, I, I'm all for that. Yes, but today's message is for people who say, I'm going to go the extra mile. I'm going to go to the next step. Amen. Today's message is for people who leave the city and go to the land that God is showing them. Today's message is for people who believe that they're called for something great. Today's message is for people who say, God, you have called me. I'm called. I'm called. I'm called. I'm not losing my focus. I'm not losing my focus. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't lose your focus. You're losing your focus because you're doing too many things. Don't do too many things at the same time. What God has called you to do, define it. Write it down. Make it plain. Run with it. Amen. Let's open our Bibles to the book of Habakkuk. Chapter 2. Habakkuk chapter 2. Verse 2. Can somebody read it for me, please? Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets, that he may run who reads it. Yeah, continue. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak, and it will, and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Behold the proud. His soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. But the just shall live by faith. This is actually talking about the vision that one day the righteous of God, the just who are justified by the blood of Jesus will live by faith. Habakkuk is actually here prophesying of a coming generation that will walk by faith. Amen. He's talking about a vision. It has not yet come. It's going to come one day. So the context is the prophecy of the coming generation that will walk by faith. Make the vision and make it plain on tablets. That he may run who reads it. So if you don't make the vision plain, if you don't write it down, you may not run with it. Amen. In your life. And that's why sometimes I tell you, bring notebooks to church, right? I tell you, bring notebooks and write. Don't just listen. Write down certain things. Why I encourage you to write down with a notebook is because it actually gets deeper in your spirit sometimes. You don't have to write the entire sermon. Don't have to do a transcript of my, you know, entire sermon. When I say something and it hits your spirit, write it down. You understand? You don't have to write the entire sermon. When I say something that hits your spirit, write it down. Look at it. Meditate on it. 
And I encourage you to do it. And trust me, it will change your life. When you sit down with God and God is speaking to you, how many of you have a notebook with you? Yeah? When the verse speaks to you, write down that verse. Write down what God is speaking. That's how you develop your ability to hear God. Okay? Write it down. Make a note of it and see how clearer you begin to hear God the moment you start writing things down. Okay? Write the vision. Make it plain on tablets and that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak. The vision is yet for a appointed time. There is an appointed time for the vision that God has. It might not have happened right away. You might not have seen the results that you expected to see right away. But the vision will speak at the appointed time. The just shall live by faith. Nowadays, we've got too many two-minute two, two noodle Christians. You know, they don't want to wait for the cake to bake. <laughs> Just take the noodles, pour hot water and eat it. Just instant. Everything instant. <laughs> Everything instant. Everything instant. You want your life to be instant or you want your life to be something that God cooks, that God takes through the process. God beautifully puts everything in order. If you trust God and walk in faith and allow God to take you through the process, the end result will be beautiful. It will be the best. Amen. Through the good, the bad, the ugly, trust God. Through the healing, through the sickness, trust God. I know you're not supposed to be sick, but sometimes you fall sick and sometimes things happen. Trust God. I know everything must work towards for our good, but sometimes it doesn't feel like everything is working out for my good. Sometimes it feels like I'm struggling more than I should struggle. Trust God. Amen. Through it all, trust God. Walk by faith. Faith. It's not just about the good times. Faith is about how you exercise what you have in your spirit when you go through the bad times, when you go through the ugly times, when you go through the tough times. Exercise your faith. Turn to your neighbor and say, exercise your faith. Exercise. Amen. Behold the proud. His soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak. It will not lie. Everybody say, God's word, God's word does, not lie. does not lie. Look at that. What's the next line? Though it, what is the meaning of tarry? Though it, it seems like it's delayed. Wait for it. Turn to everyone and say, though it tarries. Wait for it. Don't hurry. Don't, don't, don't be in haste. Don't be hasty. Don't try to do things with your own strength. Okay? Yeah, you want to say everything I'm saying? <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> okay, you, I lost you there. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> awesome, but good try. 
no no i should have warned you <laughs> i should have warned you it seemed like you know i was asking you to repeat but it's okay praise god um <laughs> people on podcast are going to be like what happened <laughs> One of my church members repeated everything. <laughs> I love you, man. Though it tarries, wait for it. Amen? Turn to now, turn to neighbor and say, <laughs> Though it tarries, Though there is a delay, Don't give up. Wait for it. Because it will surely come. it will not tarry no no look 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 here verse 3 for the vision is yet for an appointed time see what is appointment fixed it's fixed will god be late for an appointment it is an appointed time meaning there are things that will happen in your life at an appointed time turn with me to psalm 119 verse 89 Can somebody read 119 Psalm verse 89? Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Your faithfulness endures to all generations. You establish the earth and it abides. They continue this day according to your ordinance. They continue this day according to your ordinance. For all are your servants. forever o oh lord your word is settled in heaven it is settled appointment is fixed settled so we doubt because we don't know the word we don't know the character of god we don't walk close enough with him to know that he who has called me is faithful and he will do it So we do things our own way our own strength without trusting in God. But when we trust in God and his character and his nature and we know that he is a God of integrity, he is a God who appoints times and he has settled it already, we need to walk in the word. We don't walk in the word and therefore we don't walk in faith and we don't see the results that we ought to see. there are two types of times when the talk bible talks about the the appointed time there is chronos and there is kairos kairos god doesn't work with he works with chronos that is the times and seasons of this world but there is something called a kairos that is the appointed time if you live in this world without getting into the word and without walking in the spirit without accessing the kairos time in the spirit 
you are leaving your life to chance. So whatever life throws at you, you adjust and you manipulate and you go. But when you walk by faith, you walk in a different realm of time. You go into Kairos. So let's say you wasted five years of your life. And then you receive a Kairos and a revelation. And you walk into it. The favor that will come through this Kairos that God will do for you. Even though you wasted five years. The way God will bless you in his appointed time. Will be as if ten years were added to your life. You understand what I'm saying? So even though you are at a disadvantage. You will surpass your friends. Even though it seemed like they went ahead of you. When you access Kairos time, the appointed time of God, in the realm of the Spirit, by reading the Word, staying in the Word, praying in the Spirit, spending time with God, and accessing the revelations of God, you're no longer walking by the wisdom of the world. You're walking in the wisdom of God. You're walking in the Spirit. In the spirit. You are, are walking by the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. So the Kairos time is the appointed time. See, that is God's appointed time. But we don't see it happening in our life because we sometimes operate in Kronos. Most times. I did this, I did this, so it's supposed to happen now. No. You get into your prayer. You access it by faith in the realm of the spirit. Speak into it and, and speak things into existence. Call for things that are not as if they do. Call for things that do not exist into existence. From the place of faith in the realm of the spirit. Pray in tongues. Bring your spirit level and faith level to a place where you can only see victory. And begin to call for those things. You have to train yourself. You have to, you have to train yourself. You can't just, it's not just a principle that you do. You know, I, I'm just going to be here. I heard Pastor Sam say this, so I'm going to practice it. No. You've got to walk with God. You have, you, you have to access the secrets of God. You've got to access the word of God. And then when you get into that, the appointed time that God has for you begins to function for you. You think something, it happens for you. You think of some idea, somebody will come and help you even without you asking for it. It will just begin to fall into place for you. That's why people like Abraham, people like this, they just walked in faith and things were just, just falling in place for them. David didn't go in search of being a king. God knew and, 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 and brought the prophet to his house. What was David doing? He was in the secret place, worshipping God, accessing the appointed time. You understand? David's heart was not to be king. David's heart was to just access the heart of the king. And God intervened and he sent the greatest prophet to a nobody's house. A shepherd boy was sent out into the forest. When you stay in the secret place, when you access 
the chronos of God, when you access the secret place of God, when you access the things of the Spirit, when you walk in the Spirit, when you're praying in tongues, when you're worshiping, when you're always conscious about God, His presence, His Spirit, you're walking by faith all the day, all the time, you just your consciousness is changed. God will send a prophet into your life and change everything for you. Samuel walked in and, 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 and David would have thought, oh my God, the other, other applicants are better than me. All his brothers were better applicants. God said, no, no, no. According to the standard of the world, none of them were in the appointment of God. God didn't have an appointment with any of them because David already secured his appointment without knowing in the, in the presence of God. Amen. He didn't even know he had an appointment with God. David didn't even know. Sometimes God will have an appointment with you and you didn't even ask for it. God is the one making appointment with David. David didn't make an appointment with God. God said, I like this guy. I like the way he worships. I like the way he's in the spirit. I like the way he walks in faith. This is the man that I want to have. This is the appointment that I want to have. Archangel, I mean, Gabriel, I want an appointment with him. Now, I'll send, I'll send a word to prophet Samuel and Samuel will go and anoint David. Even Samuel, in his own mind, looked at David's brothers and said, maybe this one, maybe this one, maybe this one. God said, no, 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 no. Even you, prophet, you missed it. I made an appointment with a man who walks in the spirit. I made an appointment with a man who walks by faith. I made an appointment with a man who, who, whose spirit is so strong, he just depends on me and has faith in me. I'm sure David was surprised. Me and nobody? Being a shepherd boy, being anointed by God to be the king of Israel? That's right. What did he do? He was in the secret place. Keeping his appointment with God. And God said, I'm going to make an appointment with you that's going to change your life. Amen. When you keep doing what you're doing, when you keep spending time with God, it may seem like it's tarrying. But do you think David was there thinking, when is God going to show up and make me king? <laughs> David wasn't thinking about that. David was like, my dad's given me sheep. Let me take care of it. I've got a job. Let me do my best. Let me keep spending time with God. Amen. He just kept what he was supposed to do. He just kept doing what was right in front of him. He kept doing the simple thing. He, and he kept exercising his faith. He kept writing psalms. He kept worshipping. He kept his heart right before God. And he was just there in the presence of God. And one day God just rocked up. Changed his whole world. And David's life was never the same again. Amen. Sometimes you might have to leave the city. You might have to leave your father's house to go into the jungle and tend to some sheep. And you might ask yourself, why everybody has to go and fight with Saul's army and I don't? Because God is preparing you for a different kind of battle. God's got a different appointment for you. It may seem like it's tearing. Now let's go back to Habakkuk 2 too. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 2. Actually verse 3. Though it tarries, wait for it. Because it will surely come. It will not. Now look it says, though it tarries, wait for it. But then it says, it will not tarry. 
What does it mean? You think in your mind that it's tarrying, but it's not tarrying. You just got to have the faith to know that God's got an appointed time. It will not tarry. Never for a second believe that God brought you into something into, for failure. Never for a second believe that I came all the way here and it's just a waste. Nothing in your life is a waste. Amen? If you walk in the realm of the Spirit, if you walk in the wisdom of God, God can change even those wasted years that you think into something so beautiful. God can create an oasis out of a desert. God will create rivers that will stream out from the desert. He will make something new in your life that you cannot even imagine or fathom. Amen. The Bible says, Behold, I do make something new. I cause rivers to flow in the desert places. He can create something new, something fresh, something amazing. You got to have the faith. You got to persist. You got to stay in that place and believe and trust God. Amen. Though it may tarry, wait for it because it will surely come. It will not tarry. The proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. Amen. Who's going to walk by faith? Who's going to hold on to God's word and say, God, this is what you called me to do. This is who I'm supposed to be. I'm not changing directions. I'm not shifting my focus. I'm going to have laser sharp focus. I'm going to have full attention on you a lot. Like David, I'm just going to be a worshiper. I'm just going to be conscious of your presence. I'm just going to say, Lord, all I need is you. Amen. Amen. If you have that kind of attitude, if you build yourself, continue to build yourself, build yourself, build yourself, that's it. That's all you ever need. You'll find yourself growing, growing, growing. You'll find yourself just increasing in everything God has for you. God will keep his appointment. When God makes an appointment, he will keep it. If you make an appointment with God, he doesn't have the obligation to show up. You understand? But when he shows up, he will show up. He will bring encounters and people into your life. He will bring situations in your life, circumstances in your life that will just shift you and take you and catapult you into great things. All it took was one moment, one encounter with the prophet that changed David's entire life. That even Jesus was called the son of David. Why? Because he's just a shepherd boy enjoying the presence of God. Staying in the presence of God. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Let's just pray in the Holy Ghost. Let's just pray in the Holy Ghost for a while. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord, help us to stay in your presence, O oh Lord. Focus on you, O oh Lord. Though so many distractions, help us to just fix our eyes on you. Put our focus on you. And just focus on you, Jesus. Hallelujah. There are so many things that try to distract us from what you have called us to do. We are distracted by the cities. We are distracted by the, 
by the glamour of Saul's army. We are distracted by the shiny armour of Saul. We're distracted by all of this. But God is saying, I don't want all of that for you. I want something else because the path that I'm taking you, the way that I'm taking you is different. The, the, you may be different from your friends. You may be different from the world. But I, I have a plan for you. I have a, a, a something else for you, something new for you. I'm going to take you through that. Trust me through the process. Walk with me through the process. In the name of Jesus, it may seem like it's difficult it might seem like nothing's working out but god says i have an appointed time i have an appointed time everything the word the word of god is settled in heaven it is already settled. Nothing else can shake that word. But all you got to do is you got to access the word. You got to access the word. You can't just be staying back and saying, oh, whatever happened can happen. No, no, no. You got to step into the word. You got to step into the spirit and say, God, I need the word. I need to access the word. And I'm going to apply the word in my life. I'm going to see the change in my career. I want to see the change in my relationships. I want to see the change in my family. I want to see the change in my ministry. I want to see the change in everything that I do, O oh Lord. You have a word for me that is settled in heaven a lot I access it by faith I walk by faith in Jesus mighty name we pray amen amen God bless you guys and uh, have an amazing day